Hello, friends. It's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe coming to you on Thursday night, a little after 10 p.m. The Dallas Mavericks just defeated the Golden State Warriors in a thrilling victory, 122 to 113. What's up, buddy? Uh, nothing much. Uh, these games are pretty fun, aren't they? This is fun. This is real fun. <laughs> um, you know, I when you looked at the schedule, we looked at it during the break, and my head kind of the, the pessimist in me was like, ah, oh, man, you know, they closed against some easy teams before the All-Star break, six and uh, six and one. And, you know, they're playing the Jazz, they're playing the Warriors twice, playing the Lakers. Like, that could be an 0-4 start. And, you know, then they, they kind of got, you know, they, they got off to, uh, it was a good game against the Jazz, but they lost. They should have won. And instead, they, they've responded with, you know, three straight victories after that Jazz loss, including two over a Warriors team, which I, I know they're struggling, but they're still very good. And this is absolutely outstanding start to the post-All-Star break. Yeah, totally. Um, it's, I I don't know. I'm starting to run, I, I feel like these, these games have, are, in a way where the at the beginning of the season we were running out of things to say because the team was losing games in such yep. a similar fashion. Now I'm running out of things to say because they're winning games in such a similar fashion, uh, which is such a nice change of pace. Uh, I mean, it's been interesting to see how – I mean, I know this game got close, but the Mavericks were the superior team for, you know, 75% or so of this game. And they just – just the way that they've been able to handle these good teams, you know, they, they beat Miami, uh, you know, that wasn't a nail biter, uh, before the all-star break. Like that was they, a big game. Yeah. They're just, they're this post Kristaps Przingis team like this. They're not just scraping by, by the skin of their teeth in, in these games. I mean, obviously the golden state comeback was, uh, one of those and, and they almost blew it against the Lakers, but, I don't know. There's just something about the way this team plays and their composure and the way that they kind of go about their business. Like they, that just feels like they know that they're good and that they have a chance to win. And obviously a lot of that is Luca has just been absurd uh, since the start of February. Uh, and then of course, you know, the trade is just paying huge dividends. I mean, it's just, I mean, we talked about the trade, and I think we both settled on like, "Hey, this is the right, you know, this is the right move for the future." You know, they had to get out what they still can off Kristaps before things got worse. And we almost we didn't really consider, you know, Dinwiddie and Bertans is, you know, their on court value. We just sort of assumed oh, whatever they do is is fine, you know, but they're they're playing terrible right now, and wherever they give them is whatever, you know. You know they're going to be tradable contracts, etc. And I just <laughs> the quickness. Spencer Dinwiddie untradable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the quickness in which Dinwiddie has just made contributions is just it's. I don't know if I've seen anything like it. I mean, the guy was averaging. I mean, in the month of January, he was averaging, uh, you know, 13 points a game. He was shooting 37% from the floor. In February, in the four games he played before he got traded, he was averaging like 10 points on 27% shooting. Like, <laughs> it I, was dark. Yeah, I, and and I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, he went from a bad situation to a good situation. I mean, I follow some smart Wizards people and, and writers – a lot of them were saying Dinwiddie was the reason why the situation was was a bad one. So, um, I mean, obviously it helps that he's in Dallas. Obviously, this the scene in Washington was not good, but 
man, I mean, this is the just the immediate uh, flip of the switch. It's felt like with him has been has been remarkable. I don't know how else to describe it. It's been it's been crazy to watch him do what he's he's done the last couple games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I kept I kept griping. I I got recap duty tonight, and I kept griping <laughs> in the Slack. Where I'm like, I don't know what I'm right about this game, <laughs> not because not because I was like unhappy, but I'm just like, there's like 700 things we could write <laughs> about this game. I mean, there is a lot to take away from this. Um, number one, uh, we, we've not even talked about just the absolute brilliance of Luka Doncic. Um, yes. 19 points in the first quarter. He was 4-10 from three, finished with 41, casual 10 rebounds and nine assists. He had some plays when they were uh, switching um, Kevon Looney onto him, which like the Mavericks were like hunting that, where he would he found Dwight Powell at least twice at the rim with Looney on him, which was just, we've not really seen that recently and i think in no small part because luca's kind of been hunting mismatches for points but it was wild to watch the passes luca was making you know he once again he i really feel like his teammates just crush him on like (laughs) the missed shots that he feeds them it cracks me up but he was just in his bag for a significant portion of the game gary payton the second really kind of tried to just bother him and luca put him in prison it was mean um I don't even know what else to say about Luke. It was a great game. Yeah, it was it was just what he's been doing for the last month, really. Um, but it was nice to see because, you know, he has kind of, you know, the, the games in the All-Star break, uh, not that, that he's been, like, horrible. You know, he's still doing what he needs to do to get the team wins. Um, but, you know, he was not good in the Utah game. He was a big reason why uh, they were down 21 points in the first place uh, in the first Golden State game. And then, of course, he turned it on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the second half against the Lakers until, you know, the final frame of the fourth quarter, he was also kind of missing some shots. So this was nice to see him play. You know, he hadn't played a first quarter to fourth quarter, I think, complete game since the All-Star break. Well, this was one. I mean, he was he was good every quarter. He was good from opening tip to final buzzer. Uh, I mean, you know, he had six turnovers, but that was about it. You know, he made his free throws. Uh he rebounded well. I think defensively he was okay. I mean, he was he was making some absurd two pointers, just like you know putting the team on his back type possessions. Where you know when things weren't going right, uh, he was bailing them out constantly. Um, and it was just you know, like you said, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to say anything else. I mean, he, it was it was just Luca. It was just the the great version of Luca, uh, and they needed every one of his points, every one of his rebounds, every one of his assists, like. Uh, they needed it all, and he was great. I mean, I'm just looking at this box score, and I'm looking at everything I took down, and I, I, I mean, the Mavericks survived a 50% three-point shooting game from the Golden State Warriors. Yep. I, I, so the, the, one of the things I talked about, and tell me if I'm wrong about this, because sometimes I should tell you I'm writing these things, but I thought the Mavericks played really special defense on Steph Curry. Uh, throwing a lot of what Luca sees, like like yes. doubles and forcing the ball out of his hands, and Curry's one of the best relocation shooters in NBA history. And they did not get the ball back to him enough. I mean, he was twenty one points and fifteen shots. He only got one free throw. Um, he's not exactly a high free throw guy, but it's just 
they 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 took the ball out of his hands and basically said other warriors please beat us and you know andrew wiggins is a trash can i just i i can't his contract oh god i'm just glad he's not on our team is what i'll say and then you know it's like really incredible like jordan pool and and moses moody for anybody who tells you the draft doesn't matter, I'm just going to point to what some of the stuff that the Warriors done have done over the last you know ten plus years. Like Gary Payton playing a lot of minutes. Like they, the Mavericks survived some heavy hitting punches from the Warrior Warriors, and it's just it's shocking. Yeah, uh, I mean Curry didn't have a, sh- a field goal attempt in the fourth quarter, uh, which I think says a lot. Ooh, um, that's uh, a good stat. Yeah, uh, don't credit me. I saw yeah, that was that was plastered everywhere on Twitter. Uh, oh, but I yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he didn't <laughs> he didn't take a shot in the in the fourth quarter. And like you said, the traps were very good. Um, this is the second game in against Golden State in a row where I think Reggie Bullock played really great defense on Steph. And you talked about him being like one of the best relocation shooters of all time. And I thought Bullock did a great job in, in always being attached to the hip and i think that's the one thing that's hard about guarding steph is he will run you ragged and he just never stops moving to the point that like human nature you're gonna slip and that moment you slip he's you know shooting you know shooting a 30 footer uh with at least a foot of airspace and 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 the possession's dead and you're and you're cooked i felt like bullock was just he was always within uh, arm's reach if not closer and that's not easy to do uh and it requires you know athleticism stamina smarts like think think he showed himself really well guarding Steph uh and it might be why he was four or 14 from the field four of 12 from three I wonder if he was just tired uh, from chasing Steph around uh because he got a lot of good looks from three that was probably yeah. one of the most frustrating part of the offense was most of the missed open looks were were Bullock but if he's going to chase Steph like that, you know, it's hard to expect him to uh, to be lights out on both ends of the floor because Steph is such a hard guard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was that was the key to the game. And, you know, that's how they won the game because the Warriors role players just didn't do enough. Moody went crazy off those Steph double teams, but, you know, they missed. They did just enough possessions come up short. And man, it, it felt like all night the Mavericks just had answers. And yep. it didn't feel like the Mavericks went into extended stretches. Like, you know, there was the Warriors had that one big run to tie the game. And outside of that, I feel like every other time that the Warriors made a charge, the Mavericks were able to score like six or seven points. You know, they just kept answering. And mm-hmm. uh, that was really cool to see. That was cool to see. The the other thing that was cool to see was just the sheer amount of ball movement from the, the team. 29 assists on 45 made field goals is pretty impressive. Uh, you, you look up and down, and every starter had at least two. And I bet the number of games that has happened in the past two years <laughs> might double three or four. I mean, it's the, the ball was just popping at, at, to the points of, of almost overpassing at times. Yeah, but it was real... Cute. There was a crazy one. Josh Green threw like a no look corner pass again that I almost I, I hope somebody <laughs> writes about. But it's like Luca then hit a three. It is. I just like I, it's really fun to watch like just the varying ways the Mavericks can play right now. Um, and I, what I'm kind of curious about is whether that's intentional or not because sometimes the ball just moves more. There's not a lot of sticking. Um, yeah, I I I don't know. 
Why, why do you think the ball isn't sticking as much anymore, Kirk? Yeah, but I mean, even uh, <laughs> I know, <laughs> man. Poor that's guy. the that's the answer. Yeah, Porzingis not here, so yeah. I don't know what else to talk about. But I do want to highlight one more thing that I wrote about, um, specifically Dorian Finney-Smith's that just confidence, huge game, yeah. huge game. seven and nine from the floor. Four, it only took nine shots. I mean, when you read it, it's yeah. like, what are you doing? Take more shots. 18 points. You know, he had a pair of assists, like I mentioned. Just a real solid defensive game all over the place. And then there's Dwight Powell, who looked like a Star Trek character by the end of it with that knot <laughs> on his head. This dude, we make a lot of fun of him because he's a goofball. Um, and he is is just – he plays so hard. And, and you know, with Maxi Kleba being out – you need every ounce of his effort. And I just, just wanted to highlight that because sometimes we have been um, really not, you know, I don't want to say not fair. I just think that, that sometimes the Mavericks have expected a ton of him and it's not, you know, is what it well, is. Yeah. I think with, you know, with pallets, it's so easy to rag on him when he's bad. And then when he's good, it kind of, it, it's, it's, he's kind of subtle, you know, when yep. he's good and it's really easy to kind of brush it aside. So it feels like you're being really one-sided against him because his, his negative plays are so eye popping sometimes yeah. and his good plays are just kind of like subtle, nice winning plays. Uh, so it can, it can be kind of tough to talk about him sometimes. Uh, yeah. I read about Dorian 18 points. I mean, the Mavericks, I don't know what the record is when Dorian scores. I know when he scores at least double figures, they had it on the broadcast, but their record is, is awesome when he scores double figures, when he gets over 15, I mean, they're damn near unbeatable. I yeah. mean, if, if they get 15 points out of his spot, I mean, I can't remember the last time they lost a game when Luca was playing and he scored at least 15. And you look at the last three games, 14, 16, and now 18. Yep. Pretty nice little run for him. And, you know, it is regular season. You know, things will change in the playoffs. You, you kind of have to prove yourself all over again when the playoffs start. But right now, I mean, he's giving you just about everything you can want and more. Um so that was nice. Uh, I know we're kind of running out of th- running out of time a little bit, but before we go, I feel like we probably should talk about the last thing that I think was interesting was uh, Jalen Brunson didn't play the final six minutes of this game. Did you? I haven't read your recap yet, but is that something you touched on, or is that something I didn't you because about? I sort of wanted you know. There's a bit of a conscious effort sometimes on my part to not write shitty th- like like so I, <laughs> like when I say when I'm critical I'm often overly critical um it's just sort of how I am in real life and I didn't want to I didn't want to go there with him because one thing that Brunson did do tonight that I was super thrilled about is he hit two corner threes now he still only took two threes which is killing me but yeah. it's there the Warriors are a team that could like on paper are just like, Oh, this, this is going to be hard for him to make an impact. And I thought he played an okay game, some turnovers, which are just when he's sloppy with the ball, it hurts extra because he's just not sloppy with the ball. Right. And you talk about, he played five minutes in the fourth quarter, missed two of the shots he took. Uh, He missed two, two. He only took two shots. He missed them both played five minutes in the fourth a turnover. So, Two missed shots and a turnover. He was a minus eight in those five mm-hmm. minutes. So, you know, another game, you know, you look at the 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 final box score and it's hard to say he struggled because, you know, he was 14 points, six to 10 from yep. the floor. But, you know, another instance where crunch time fourth quarter against, you know, elite defensive length, which the Warriors have, 
And we talked about this last game, I think, right? About how, you know, we talk about Dinwiddie being Brunson insurance in case he leaves in free agency, but maybe, maybe Dinwiddie is Brunson playoff insurance because there's just going to be matchups and games where this happens. And it's not necessarily a knock on Brunson. It's more just, you know, yeah. it's just tough, tough matchups. And, you know, he didn't close, you know, what was the, was it the Utah game that that we were wondering if he should have he should have didn't we should have closed over him over uh, yeah that over was Brunson mm-hmm. I, and it feels like you know kid hey props to kid coaching staff to make that decision because that's not easy to sit a guy like Brunson you know that long at the end of the game uh, you know Brunson wants he's got a big summer coming up uh, he's a big part of this team so. Hopefully, you know, Brunson's Brunson's a pretty good guy and, and the locker room seems to be in a really good place. So hopefully, you know, that shouldn't be a bit a big deal. But even then, you know, coaches get stuck in their conventions a lot. So I appreciate the uh the the you know adapting there and closing with, you know, the player who was playing better at the time. Yeah. Well, before we get out of here, I didn't want to make two more quick notes. Um, mm-hmm. First, I just wanted to to say how it was nice to see Jeff Skin Wade at the start of the broadcast. Yes. He was at yes, home. Yes, yes. Um, he has a haircut, which that <laughs> was probably the thing which threw because he just had this magnificent mane of hair, and his hair still looks good. But it was he just like had lion. He was like a lion's mane. You know, for for those who don't know, he's, he I think he had like some something cancerous, and he's been going. He had surgery, and then I think he has had like radiation treatments. And if anyone in their life like uh, has had someone that had radiation treatments, my dad um, had stage four, had neck cancer, and had to have lots of radiation treatments. And the cure can nearly kill you, is the thing. And yep. to see to see scan how he looked, um, it was it, and how he sounded really, because because that was that that was it was nice to see. Um, we have you know you and I both have had our share of dumb basketball disagreements with the guy, but again, it's just like dumb basketball stuff. So it's it was just nice to see him. Um, and then on on the same day, our friend uh, Jonathan Charks sort of wrote a bit. I don't know what you want to call it, like an update for the Ringer, kind of with his health situation and the and and you know just how he is reconciling with how difficult this is um he's alive but he is still he still has cancer and it's it's you know it's it's just one of those like it's just a couple of moments of perspective when we're writing about a dumb sport um and it was you know it's 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 both difficult but also really um for both skin and sharks like somewhat like inspiring because yeah you always wonder how you would I, I i don't know i'm just to the age now where i kind of wonder how i would deal with something very very difficult like that and to see a couple of couple of guys who we know and like um power through it just wanted to give them a quick shout out yeah i could definitely say i would not handle it as well as those two guys <laughs> i can tell you that right now <laughs> i know I'd me be- yeah, I had knee surgery and I was a crying baby. So, yeah, yeah I, I think I, I I think I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, okay, so the the Mavericks play uh, a hilarious like a Saturday afternoon game, um, which that's going to be fun. I signed up for that recap, and uh, maybe I will let my five year old help me write it because uh, <laughs> he's going to be watching the game with me. Um, we will be doing green room for those of you that already aren't signed up. You should participate. We have a great time. Um, Josh, you're probably going to write something. There's always good stuff at the site. I'm really proud of the the stuff that the team has churned out over these victories. Um, it's it's really fun. Like the there's so much that's up in the air in the Western Conference, 
And it's uh, meaningful March basketball is an incredible place. To, like there's NBA is in a really fun spot right now. You should be watching every night if you if you care about basketball. Yeah, and every team in the West is seemingly winning all of their games simultaneously, uh, which makes it both more exciting and also if you're a team of uh, if you're a fan of a team trying to move up in the standings, a little infuriating. Yep. But, hey, but at least we've been falling. At least I don't think right. the Mavericks have fallen. No, no they've <laughs> been they've been fit, they've been they've been the fifth seeds. I feel like for forty years now. Yep. I just they they will always be the fifth seed. Okay, <laughs> guys, we'll talk soon. Thanks so much for hanging out, and we will talk to you again a little later in the week.